top of the day to you. Yes, welcome. This is Into the Garden. Just for you. Nihau, Nio Margin Dobre. Winners, Tades, Coma Estar. Happy International Women's Month, Feliz Mes International de la Mujer. Suxan one, Satri Sakon. Hola. Bonjour, good tag. Buenos giornata, merhaba. Anyong asyong, good middag. Nay told to those far and wide, and to you. Yes, you. Feel welcome. In your stride. Welcome to Into the Garden Podcast, where we once again connect, meet, greet, say hi. So nice of you to join me on this gorgeous Tuesday street. I'm your host, Lomi Jacobs, and this is episode 34. So, without any further ado, join me in that beautiful, surreal setting, in that peaceful setting, that glorious setting, waiting you and waiting me, where the Lord simply says, Be still and know that I am God and that I am here for you. I will never leave you, neither will I forsake you. In the I am setting, watching you, watching me, in the garden of peace, tranquility, serenity, and out of your and my obscurity, where we gather round to hear a word from the Lord. So join me today on this beautiful Tuesday. some peace in nature you know life is not easy and life can be oh so unkind isn't it but when you and i center ourselves quiet ourselves it's not difficult to find that when you step not only into the garden but that quiet space be it in your room in your nook with a bible or encouraging book then God will reveal to you something special that is totally meant just for you to either share or comprehend or to say thank you. For you know the world is busy out there, but Satan even busier beyond what you or I can fathom think or compare. So today I have on this gorgeous Tuesday a tea devotion that I'm going to share. For today, when we look around, we see business closing, people retrenched, you and me saying, I'm tired, no more busy and suppress our feelings instead. So I trust that amid your trials, your tribulations, your I'm so tired of this dear Lord, that this will speak into your life, into your heart, to let go and simply invite God in into your home into your workspace into your thoughts into your mind into whatever it is that you're struggling with and allow God to speak to you as we humble ourselves in and wait upon him 
so in your and my quiet time let's connect for you and I have things that we are struggling with and sometimes you know you just need to talk about life isn't it with your girlfriends with your tribe and that's exactly what I'm going to do today so without any further ado quickly dash up to your kitchen for a decadent refreshing cup of tea or coffee glass of water or juice whatever it is that you desire then step into the garden, into that tranquil place. As we hear a tea time devotion taking place. this devotion some time ago and mind you everything happens at the right time at the appropriate time and now is the time so today this does not replace coffee time but this is the right time to share tea time devotional for you and me this day the author is unknown just as the poem I'm going to read and share that is too unknown but I found this and I'm not sure who wrote it but it's from a blog She says, the theme for the mother-daughter luncheon was tea time. T for teach, E for encourage and A for adore. Over the weeks between when I was asked and the luncheon, I spent time in prayer and in the Bible to find the message that God wanted me to bring. She says, I was also reminded of how my life was affected and changed because others had obeyed God and listened to his calling. Through their obedience, my life has been influenced and changed for the better. And how many times today in you and my groups, social groups, church groups, there are praying mothers, elders, laying before the Lord, praying for sons and daughters, so their lives can be restored that they give their hearts over to the Lord she continues to say that this filled me with courage strength and peace knowing that if I would abide in his plan it would all work out for his glory so the message 
he gave her, which is the Lord giving her, is an important one for women of all ages and so I'm sharing it here with you so that his message will continue. As stated, each letter in T represents a different step we need to take. T stands for teach, E reminds us to encourage and A prompts us to adore. Each step is important in ministering to others but when we start with teaching it provides a foundation for the rest to stand on. So I'm going to start off first with the letter T for teach. She continues to say it is often hard to think about teaching someone our age or older because we may feel inadequate but it is a command that is repeated frequently in the Bible. One of her favorite verses that speaks about teaching is in Colossians 3 verse 16 where it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We never know how we will end up teaching someone, but it doesn't have to be in a Sunday school or sermon setting. For example, look at the podcast. We are empowering, we are sharing, we are learning, we are teaching. And you can teach anywhere, serve anywhere. It is just a building. And when we teach, we are ministering, and ministering comes in many forms. It could be in a song you sing, or simply by someone, your obedience to the Holy Spirit. With this in mind, she says, we also need to be aware of how our actions can teach, both good and bad. So when someone knows you are a Christian, they will often watch to say how you handle things. Do you walk the walk, talk the talk? I found that non-Christians are often paying more attention to how the Christians they know react in certain situations. This is because they want to say if you practice what you preach or are you simply trying to discover what it is that makes you different. That is why it's important to make sure Christ is the focus in everything you do. So you and I, we have to pray things through. We have to consult God first before we do anything, mind you. Which leads me to this question. I've often heard in sermons, if you were going to go to trial for being a Christian, would those who testify against and for you tell stories that will be enough for the jury to convict you? What would people say about you and my character? Out of a church setting. Yes, this is a powerful question and only one that you can answer after taking a look at your own life and your own actions. 
She says, I will be honest and say that there are times I would have been found not guilty, but I cannot go back and change the past. I can only ask God's forgiveness and move forward. This is the only thing you can do as well, she says. Be the light that shines so bright that others can't help. But see, Christ and the light. To do so, start by teaching others about the Lord, living a life for the Lord and giving all the glory to the Lord. When we do this, we are obeying his commands and doing our duties as children of God. So wherever you are, it could be at home, at school, in the classroom, in the workplace, let your light so shine. The second one is A, A for encourage. She says, as we are teaching, we also should be encouraging, as according to 1 Thessalonians 1.5.11, which says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Everyone goes through trials and tribulations, some more than others, isn't it? Even though the package someone presents to the outside world is beautiful and topped with a big pretty bow, does not mean that it matches what is on the inside. The power of a simple act of encouragement can help provide light during a dark time. Yes, today, as I said earlier, life at large is busy and not easy and can be oh so unkind. Many people are facing difficulties, struggles, hardships. You know, not many beds in hospital. Not many people who have the heart to care for the elderly. And so when you are in the middle of something it could be a bitter divorce drug related gangsterism it's alarming it's daunting you become apprehensive and you sometimes suppress your feelings because you've got to be strong you've got to keep it together but for how long and I want to just simply share with you today a scripture verse that I was given by a beautiful soul sister for me because sometimes even you and I need it sometimes things get so difficult so hard and it doesn't make it any easier you know because of COVID the pandemic 
we've got to be careful. We don't go out as often as we did before, isn't it? So you are in your obscurity. You're in this cave. But you're not alone. There are people out there who simply love you. Who will pray for you. And so I was given this verse. It says, Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. And how many times don't you and I say that? Remove this bitter cup from me. I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because sometimes you have a terrible tormentor. You have a thorn in your side. And sometimes you don't even know whether you are Arthur from Martha. And you do your best. And you have to respect. You have to simply just remind yourself to love to forgive no matter how harsh it can be no matter how difficult it can be how ma no matter how frustrating it can be the attacks from the enemies heavy But whilst listening to a sermon in church on Sunday, I was listening to Mary's song. Where she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. So as Jesus was persecuted, doing the work of his father, Likewise, the disciples were persecuted. They didn't have it any easier. And so do you and I. 
She continues to say, as someone who suffers from bipolar disorder and panic anxiety, there are times that her inside is a hot mess while people looking at her think she's got it all together. We often mask our true situation or laugh of our problems because we don't want to be a burden to other people. And that's so true. But you know what? People can see it. People can feel it. No matter how you try to camouflage it. To hide it. God sees. And God will put a word in a soul sister or soul brother to encourage you to say hey you are family I'm here for you for these exact reasons she says encouragement is so important when we encourage others it helps them to know they are not alone it also helps them identify someone they might confide in about their true struggles. So encouragement can be shown in so many ways and often does not cost a dime. Just like a smile. It doesn't cost you a cent to smile at somebody because you don't know the heavy burden that person might be carrying in. So you smile and you greet and you brighten up someone's day. So some simple ways to show encouragement includes praying for someone, sending a card, placing a telephone call, sending a text message to check in, cook a meal, send a WhatsApp with an emoji. It shows that someone out there is thinking of you cheering you along your way the one that is important to remember is to be honest and sincere in our encouragement she says no one wants to be asked how are you doing knowing that you are not looking for the truth but are just being polite I'm okay I'm fine But deep down inside, there is a battle that is going on. A battle that you simply cannot hide. So, as Christians and women in general, it is so important that we spend our time encouraging, building, instead of tearing down. instead of mocking old and young so much in the world is spent on tearing others down because they don't look the same act the same dress the same talk do things the way they they want you others to do it. 
would the world be if God created each and every one the same? Same emotions, doing everything the same. It would become monotonous, I tell you. We'd be like walking, talking robots, saying the same thing, doing the same thing, combing our hair at the same time, getting up the same time. But you and I, we are different. We are unique. God has planted in each one of you and me a gift, a talent to bring out the best in you and me. So let's not cripple. Let's not tear down. Let's not waste our talents. For the world will tear down, but when we encourage, we build up and not only show them love, but the love of God. So she continues to say that the next time you see a mom at church struggling to quiet down her toddler, instead of giving her that look, you know, that look, offer the child a coloring book and crayons or a small toy to occupy them. Send them off to Sunday school if they of that age. Off to a crying room. For a crying baby doesn't need to be seen as a distraction, but as a chance to help another mom out, if you know what I mean, to get some baby cuddles. And isn't it so lovely to pick up a little baby running around in church, all innocent, and you get that soft skin against yours and that baby smell, that Johnson baby smell if you know what I mean. Yes, there are so many areas in our daily lives, she says, that if we stop and look for ways to encourage and help, we will find them. It is all in how you approach the situation. Plus when we encourage, we build each other up. And you and I, we will feel a warmth in our lives, isn't it? The last one in T is A for adore. Adore is another word for love. And in John 13 verse 34, she says we are instructed to love one another. So, love that person that is a thorn in your side. Love that person no matter what that person is doing to you. Because the fight is not with that person. That fight is against the enemy. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another, and that is very, very hard, isn't it? Adore, love can sometimes be the hardest act to obey. It is easy to love those that are our friends and people we get along with, our tribe, the one who gives to you all the time. But we are also required to love those that are not so easy. 
Patriarchas. The ones who might not be every day around you. The ones who don't do things exactly the way you want them to. Because each one of us, we do things differently. We latch on to people completely differently. And in Leviticus 19 verse 18 it says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbour as yourself. I am the Lord. So yes, we are instructed to love, adore everyone. And before you say, I can't, she says, I want to remind you that with God, you can do anything. This is not something you will be able to do on your own entirely, but by trusting in him and turning it over to the Lord, he will help us love the unlovable. Loving someone is also part of showing compassion. It's often at times the biggest testimony as Christian that highlights our relationship with God. So when we can love the person who has wronged us or is constantly a thorn in our side. Others say God's grace and mercy. They see how we are different from others around us when they search and they search and they look to say what makes us different between you and me and to say whether God is really in our lives. So when we say to love everyone in our lives, it often changes the way we see the world. I said so another dear soul sister friend of mine God won't give you anything that you and he cannot handle together and in this is you know God asked God she says to show you what it is within this you're going through for we are soul sisters and our stories are real we can't sugarcoat it we have it tough we are mothers we are soul sisters we are housewives CEOs, directors, you name it. Teachers. But first and foremost, you a daughter of the Most High. And in everything, in all things, no matter what 
comes up against you and me. We've got to trust God to take us through this mountain, take us to face this giant and to speak to that mountain and to speak to that giant to say, get behind me because I'm coming out. I'm coming out strong and God is behind me, in front of me, beside me, above me, beneath me. God is allowing me to stomp on you. God is helping me to crush you. So, when we go through hardships, encourage others. Because change comes when God allows change in you and change in me. And besides, when we help others, you are not focused on your state, isn't it? And it also helps you to remember not to focus on what they might have done or what they did, but remember that we all have our things that may annoy and aggravate you and me. There could be something in you that aggravates someone and vice versa. But let's be mindful. Think of each person as a cup and see to fill their cup with things, good things that are good, just, contrite. For no one wants to drink a hot cup of mud but would love to drink a cup of coffee or tea with friends. So seek to fill up those around you with love and compassion instead of filling up their cup with hatred and discord, animosity, jealousy, envy. As women we often forget our true worth. Or beauty and that is why we need to teach encourage and adore each other so that we work together to build up each other so they realize they are valuable beautiful and amazing I always come back to women with a purpose women with a call women with a destiny yes that's you and that's me it's so unnecessary for competition we say but it's easy to forget in today's society that focuses on the external that God has created us and is working to shape and mold us spiritually internally 
Our spiritual growth will always be more important and God wants us to follow his rules and his laws. These are not to punish you and me, but to allow us to grow and be molded into his image. Just as clay finds its purpose, she says, and beauty in the eyes of the potter, so do we find our true beauty by letting God mold you and me and make us according to his plan, you see. As women, we often forget our true worth or beauty, and that is why we need to teach and encourage. She says, when I came across this verse, I was reminded of a story she had read years ago called the teacup story. And so I'm going to include this. And this is from an author I know. There was a couple who used to go to England to shop in the beautiful stores. They both liked antiques and pottery and especially teacups. This was their 25th wedding anniversary. One day in this beautiful shop they saw a beautiful teacup. They said, may we see that? We've never seen one quite so beautiful. As the lady handed it to them, Suddenly the teacup spoke. You don't understand, it said. I haven't always been a teacup. There was a time when I was red and I was clay. My master took me and rolled me and patted me over and over and I yelled out, let me alone, let me be. But he only smiled, not yet. Then I was placed on a spinning wheel, the teacup said, and suddenly I was spun around and around and around. Stop it! I'm getting dizzy, I screamed. But the master only nodded and said, Not yet. Then he put me in the oven. I never felt such heat. I wondered why he wanted to burn me, and I held and knocked at the door. I could see him through the opening and I could read his lips as he shook his head. Not yet. Finally the door opened, he put me on the shelf and I began to cool. There, that's better, I said, and he brushed and painted me all over. The fumes were horrible, I thought I would gag. Stop it, stop it, I cried. He only nodded. Not yet. Then suddenly he put me back into the oven, not like the first one. This was twice as hot and I knew I would suffocate. I begged, I pleaded, I screamed, I cried. All the time I could see him through the opening, nodding his head, saying, Not yet. Then I knew there wasn't any hope. I would never make it. I was ready to give up. But the door opened and he took me out and placed me on the shelf. One hour later he handed me a mirror and I couldn't believe it was me. It's beautiful. I'm beautiful. I want you to remember then, he said, I know it hurts to be rolled and patted. 
But if I had left you alone, you would have dried up. I know it made you dizzy to spin around on the wheel, but if I had stopped, you would have crumbled. I knew it hurt and was hot and disagreeable in the oven, but if I hadn't put you there, you would have cracked. I know the fumes were bad when I brushed and painted you all over, but if I hadn't done that, you would never have hardened, you would not have had any colour in your life, and if I hadn't put you back in that second oven, you wouldn't survive for very long because the hardness would not have held. Now you are a finished product, you are what I had in mind when I first began with you. And that's from Arthur Unknown. Yes, as you and I go about our daily walk, our daily talk, remember to search or to be sure that you are teaching others about God, encouraging everyone because you do not know their journey and adore everyone with God's love. So when we work together, we build others up according to God's plan, isn't it? We are allowing him to build them up and us up and create a masterpiece fit for the king. So, this Tay Time devotional struck a heavy card in me. Because when you go through something, it's painful. It's mind-boggling. It puts you to a test. It sucks the living daylights out of you and me. know while I was going through divorce I didn't speak much I didn't speak about it and I landed up in hospital with an anxiety attack and some kind of body ailment you say thinking I could handle it. Looked for a group that I could find, reach out. I didn't find one quite what I was looking for, you say. And sometimes it's just in the simplest of things, in the simplest of help that is extended to you and me. So 
sometimes you don't even have to say anything. And someone just utters a word. And so the tears come rolling. And all you receive is a hug. And those tears are uncontrolling. But you have to let it out, you and me. The hardest part is having to let go. But you have to, no matter how difficult it might be. Hand it over to God. Belong to a group. trust between you and me. So if you're out there and you're going through difficulty, hardship, drug related, gangsterism, abuse, Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Seek wise counsel. And as sisters, you and me, let's teach, let's encourage, let's adore. Yes, this was Tea Time Devotional. To those out there who think they won't ever make it, it's too hard. Perhaps you're not seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Trust God, speak to God, pour your heart out. Oh, trusted friend, on God, you and I can depend. joining me today thank you for coming out and spending time with me in the garden yes come what may well that is all we have for you today i hope you have an awesome day and awesome afternoon or evening take care until the next time we meet again so from me 
Yes, this brings us to the end of episode 34. I don't know about you, but it was lovely just spending time in the garden, in that ethereal presence, that omnipotent presence, that soft presence, that you're going to make a presence. As you and I hand it over to the Lord. You can do it. Oh yes, you are, as God says, magnificent, confident, poised. For the I am is in you. He's alive with possibilities, running through your DNA, running through your veins. Well, we sincerely hope you have been touched as you can go back to scriptures and read and ponder and wait upon to hear what God has to say according to your situation, come what may. But a huge special thank you to you, the hearer, the listener out there. Always a privilege to know that you're out there sharing, caring and making a difference beyond compact. And yes, let's keep on praying for the world at large, nations across the globe. Israel, Russia, Ukraine. For indeed, we are women with a purpose, women with a destiny, women with a call. We are women who have the heart of Christ to see that his message goes out to all. So thank you once again for allowing and inviting into the garden, into your home, into your office, into your school, into your college, into your university, on the bus, in the train, in the cab, at the airport, and if you're traveling, bon voyage to you, safe journey mercies to you and your family too. And if you are there celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, receive good news, a promotion, perhaps your wife is expecting. Congratulations to you. Happy birthday, happy anniversary to you and may God continue to knit you together like only he can do. So, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Until then, this is Salome Jacobs saying take care until the next time we meet again. Goodbye. Thank you. Shashane. Grazie. Hamse hao. Tambed. Sayonara. Disvedinia. Adios. Dovetinia. Ova. Farewell. Adios. Guligole. Adia. Mai salamati. Gavasti. Lakon. Taishian. Salamati. Gal. Avidazai. Arrivederci, Anyong, Spasiba, have it. Always remember, lots of wife, that you and I, we're not going to look to the left or to the right, but we're going to look up and trust God to make all things right, to make crooked paths right, isn't it? Take care.
Yes, as women of every tribe, we face struggles of all kinds. Everything from hardships, relationships, to emotions, to work, to children. You decide. Yes, life can be uphill, downhill and everything in between. But we have an engine called perseverance. A driver called God to help you rise above your circumstances so he cannot be ignored. For God knows your need and he will guide and he will provide. Though our need differs, we have one thing in common, you and I. God loves each one of us, not separately but whole. And we are one facing challenges and we are coming right here to where you are and where you belong.